Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Oh, I might need to get to a Southern River Band gig soon. I reckon they're playing somewhere, some some time. Uh, they're big boys out of Thornley. That's the Southern River Band boys, the Shelter Footy Cast, live from Backchat Studio. Skeeter, are you doing your form? What are you searching for? I am through? doing my form. I'm just doing my form <laughs> to try and pick my thirsty camel uh, roughy of the week. The bottom art roughy of the week. Thank <laughs> you very much, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very big partners of our Thirsty Camel, but that's on Monday, Skeeter. Okay. We've been doing it for all six to seven weeks now. The bottle mart, Ruffy of the Can week. I put a disclaimer? Because I do work at 6PR, we have a sponsor for essentially anyone who runs onto a footy field. So if I've got 45 sponsors running through my head, I apologise to bottle mart. That's okay, mate. Um, I'll let you get those for me because we would like a roughy and not some sort of <laughs> shut you know, up slight outsider uh, for that little segment we do here. You can follow us on socials. Skeeter, I know you're not a big Instagram man, but our socials have been going beautifully. How, Jade, how Jade. are we going though? I mean, as a, as we, a, show, as like a podcast, personally, or no, as a, as a podcast. Well. I did an interview yesterday uh, with Nick, who does Backchat, yes. about podcasts yeah. and, and what it means. Yes. There was only one issue with that. I've never listened to one. Don't know how to find one, and I took absolute dribble to the young bloke trying to explain what it means, and I got no idea. <laughs> Very good, Jaden. Jaden's taken over social. Shelter Footy Cast. You can find on Instagram. Going very well, Skeeter. You might want to jump on and have a look at that. Yeah. Um, send us a question. I reckon one of the best questions we've had all year at the back end of this podcast, Skeeter. If you want to get involved in that little segment, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Let's get into some of the big moments. Of course, Damien Hardwick. We... Did we? No, we didn't. We did didn't we get that good. news? No, we didn't. Did, didn't get the news, and we didn't right. forecast it. Right. But uh, what's going on? Well, it, it, on a slightly different tangent, you were really surprised by Alistair Clarkson walking away well, uh, was, on that basis. You were too. You know, but I'm saying you couldn't quite get your head around it. Well, I still stand by, and I'll say the same with Damien Hardwick. I don't think you wake up in the middle of the week and say enough's enough. I, I have to think there's something that's happened. To, to be honest, same with Hardwick. Yeah, maybe, may but the, the Hardwick one is strange because I, I asked the question: if they'd beaten Essendon on the weekend, would he have still resign? That, that's um, it's a very simplistic view of how he might have been feeling, but it, it just seems the timing of it. The, he was so distraught. He obviously had. Richmond won to 39 as well to win that game. That's why he's like me, and that's why he's so upset, but I didn't resign because of it. Um, yeah, look, it's a big story, isn't it? And it just you're suggesting that... I'm mate, not suggesting anything. I, it's just my... Look, I, these guys, these coaches, they live in this environment of stress. That I, I, I understand that Alistair Clarkson one's a little... You know, it's a little bit off kilter. It's not something that everyone deals with, but... Their role, their job description is dealing with pressure and external noise and 
getting up each week. Like that's literally what they do. So for two of the greats, and let's not be Absolutely. mistaken, these two are the Arg- Richmond at Richmond, he's arguably the greatest ever coach yeah, along with Tom Hayfield. And over the last twenty years, these two are the best two coaches. And within a week of each other, they stepped down. Look, I just don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in things just so, you know, I wake up one day and I'm, I'm sick of doing that. These guys live in this moment. So oh, no, I th- I, I'll, I'll, I'll take you on with the Clarkson one. I reckon the, the Clarkson situation is clearly not a football-related matter. It is the stress of, of what he's, he's been accused of. And I can totally see where he is. I can't see. I, I can understand why he's taken that step away. The Harbick one, I think, is more interesting because albeit he's been in the furnace for 14 years, and he and Clarko did have these conversations about uh, just going into the cave after a loss, for instance, particularly. Um and Lee Matthews already summed it up beautifully. He said, well, you know what? The stress is, is like that for a coach. And it's, you know, you're not saving, curing cancer. You're not saving lives. It's a high pay, highly paid job. By the same token, you take it very personally when you lose. So he essentially said, you know, go into a cave after a loss. So essentially, um, two out of every three weeks, historically, a coach, and that's at best, goes into a cave because a win-loss ratio of 66%, a win ratio is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so so Lee said, you know, two out of every three weeks, even the best coaches go into a cave. On the positive side, Damien Harwick stepping away. I keep seeing that clip where Brendan Gale was on. Um, must be said, I reckon we've got a better set than they had in 2010. It was like this boardroom <laughs> yeah. table. It was Gary Lyon, Caroline Wilson, Hutchie was there, I think. Uh, maybe one other player. And... Uh, Richmond had just had an internal document leaked to the media right before Brendan Gale went on to the... It was fully classified, effectively. And it said, before 2020, we're going to win three flags. We're going to have over 75,000 members. And it was bang, 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 bang. And Huge. at the time, 2010, Richmond... Was going a basket so case. Yep. And Brendan Gale sat there. I don't know if you've seen the clip, but he just sat there and went, no, I'm not embarrassed. I'm proud. Like We're going to be the best side in the competition by 2020. And that was 10 years pre... He would be watching that now going, yeah, that's fucking right, everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> a, it was a huge call. I mean, yeah. it is a massive call. And look, bear this in mind, final round of 2016. Mm. Uh, Richmond towelled up by 113 points by Sydney, uh, which they had some injuries, I believe, at the time. But 2016, they get absolutely pumped. Uh, Dimmer's position, I think they had to go through a bit of a, okay, let's catch our breath here. Of course, history shows he coached next year. They win a flag. 113 points. That sounds quite similar to 116 points. Uh, that's that's what drew my attention. I thought, but albeit uh, the the list stem the list, I think completely different to what West Coast. But yeah. it just shows you the the turnarounds that can happen in footy. So that leads us in nicely to weird stuff that was going on last night, effectively across social media and a, and a little bit on on uh, TV, but. Adam Simpson started to come across the table around afternoon that Adam Simpson was going to step away for three months and then it was he's going to have a three-month extended leave and then he's going to have just a normal amount of extended leave. The club got involved. They started putting out really weird tweets as if someone had just taken it over and chucked out a little statement. It was strange. It was strange what was happening last night. Getting to the bottom of it all. It sounds like Adam Simpson's going to have an extended break at the end of the year. Hmm. My first impression when I hear that is, good idea. Yeah, exactly. Why would you... I, I When I first heard the news, and it, and it sort of sounded like they were going to sort of make him do it now, I even thought that was a good idea. Really? Well, w- what's having Adam Simpson coach... Hang on. So, hang on. so you're saying that the Clarkson 
thing is strange, yep. but you think the, the, the Simpson walking away but still having his job for three months yeah. is not strange. Yeah, because <laughs> 25 players available, pretty much if you fit your play at West Coast right now, Adam Simpson coaching that bunch of blokes, I don't know what he can actually gain out of the back part of this year. I wrote an article about what what levers the club has to pull. They don't have any on the field. None. They literally can't. It doesn't mean throwing the magnets around. That's not going to do anything. Like the, 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 the board, the CEO, the coach, the medical staff, all those things for this year, nothing, nothing's going to change. If you went and sacked your whole medical department, you're not going to get all the players back from injury, are you? If you went and sacked Adam Simpson, you're not going to get, um, I don't know, increased performance because you don't have the players. If you went and sacked... Trevor Nisbet, the club's not going to just suddenly turn around their fortunes on the field. They're still successful off the field, which which is so. All these things for this season, I don't know if there's much left to play for. And so, if they did say, "Simo, you're done for three months," I wouldn't have thought that'd be the worst thing ever. I think it'd be weird to be honest, but only because you get his three months off at the end of the season anyway. So, coach, you're still paying him, obviously. Yes. Well, well, in season, I feel in many ways, oh, the coach is. Having a breather, what is this? What is the message it sends yeah, to, that, to the group? That's the only thing that would be, I think, on Simo's mind. If they did do that, would be well. What about the players? Do they get a three month break as well? But they pretty much have. They're not even playing. Half of them aren't playing. They're in rehab. But the reason that it's different to Clarkson and Hardwick is there is a reason. Like, well, hang on. Do you think there's a reason for Clarko? Well. I do. I, 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 you in the middle of, you, I, don't, I don't know. He's coach of the club, mate. I don't know. You don't, you don't, you, you, what I find, you, you, you're not, in, in my mind, able to put into place why Clarko stepped away. And I, I can see it clear as day, but you, you're still struggling to see it. The, the Harwick one, I should have okay. seen okay. I Take Clarkson out of it. Harwick. Okay. Harwick. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, club's he's going fatigued. Bad. No, okay. I don't think the club's going bad. I, yeah, put it this way. He's described as selfless and all the above. It's it's an interesting one. I get the feeling you think maybe he'll have a breather. Do you think he'll coach in 2024? It sounds like it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be good to see him coach somewhere else. I mean, to see if... I almost think... to see, not, not to prove he's a good coach, clearly a good coach, but imagine if he could go to another club and... There's only one other club that really... Well, two. If you're putting the West Coast Eagles in that basket and the Suns, right. they're the two, only two... In my mind, that was Clarkson ever coming back. Well, bear in mind, let's let's assume that Clarko will come back um, in the next oh, two or three months. On the Clarkson thing, didn't the CEO of Hawthorne just step down as well? Yeah, Justin Reeves. That's, uh, that's a pretty big story. Yeah, again, I think that's all related to to the stress. Now we're we're sitting from the outside and just commenting on every every yes. second week. They're living it every day, so yeah. I, I do sympathise for both or every party. Don't, I'm not just taking sides here, but You're, I think there's elements there that I think would be really demoralising. And draining. I, I keep coming back on it, but I think you're mistaking me not understanding why Clarkson's stepped down and the timing. I understand why. Mm. I fully understand, and I get that and appreciate it. But okay, do it. Do it on a Monday morning. Why is it? Why is it on a? Why is it on a Wednesday morning? Why is it? Why is it just well, happening in the middle of the week sometime? Okay. Do you wake up out of bed? Same with Hardwick. Okay. You well, just wake up one day and go, "Geez, I'm." No, no. Too stressed today. Well, I'll put... Because these guys live in stress. I'll put, I'll put a counter-argument. This is actually... We, we, we're talking about re- revealing our personal situation. Oh, so, look no, no. It's, it's, it's a serious subject. Okay. So you talk about, why not do it on a Monday? Well, I remember... So I was made redundant from work. My dad was crook. It was a weekend. I ended up... Was, my wife said, go and do some raking out the front. Halfway through doing my chore, I actually walked inside and said, I'm cooked. So I didn't do it on a Monday. Didn't mm. It was just... Sometimes the stress or the anxiety or whatever, and I'm not one to, to go and 
put me in and say, I'm, you know, I'm one of those old school blokes, just battle through it. Mm. But I went through it, went inside and I thought, I'm actually fu- struggling. I'm big time. So I'm just, tr- that's, that's the link I'm trying to put. You can't, the timing of it, sometimes it's out of your control in terms of how you're mentally feeling and how, how, how ordinary you feel. So that's the only thing I can say with Clarko. Hard week, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I tend to believe you that they're, you know, he's done for the moment. He's, he's actually out of gas. But there might be, you know, something on the horizon. But I, I honestly don't think he's got something locked and loaded. He might take twelve months off. I'll take it uh, on face value there. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Adam Simpson looks like he's going to coach the rest of the year. Three months at the end of the year would make sense to me. And but yeah. I just want to add on this: the tweet from West Coast. Oh, this isn't happening. Blah blah blah. Why, why wouldn't you just say, yeah, it's the off season. September to November is the off season. The senior players didn't come back to December this year. Yeah, why are they out saying this uh, this conversation? That, well, I don't know what this. Well, I think because some, uh, sometimes it's butchered because, by the club. No, but also, Coast, but also, but also for media, if there's a report on TV saying taking extended leave, well, it's put it this way: Nathan Buckley took extended leave at Collingwood. Yeah, so why would you come out and say this conversation hasn't happened? That's categorically isn't going to happen. Well, why wouldn't you just go? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, September to November. But if it has ha- hasn't happened, then I suppose they're in denial. They're oh, saying God. it hasn't well, happened. I look, forward to you know what? I look forward to a daily tweet from West Coast about things that haven't been said inside the football club. Like, but if they think something's been reported that's wrong, this is this is what they're saying, then I go, well, okay. Well, let's I, hope it's wrong then, huh? I, I don't actually. Seriously, I agree with you. He made September to November. It's not, a, it's not actually a huge story, <laughs> except the fact that Simo's been under the pump this week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And to, to finish that off, I interviewed Simo during the week, and I asked, what about the external noise? He he told me that he does not um, read papers, yeah, read papers, social media, podcasts, watch TV, nothing, does nothing, and that's well, that, that's cha- that that's changed because I know when I was a player, I mean, I'd walk into his office, tell him, "Give me a fucking game, mate," and he'd be listening to the radio. He would. Well, he, talk about radio, yeah, mate. He used to listen to SEN. I know he did. I know he used to read the. I know he used to. So, and I take him for his word. He doesn't anymore, so he's cha- he's changed. But that because element. of the, I mean, I, I'm surprised with that. I can't imagine many AFL coaches who I don't think he's listening could, to talkback radio. No. It might be I don't know. Consumes. Would he sit and watch, for instance, AFL 360 or or you know listen to us on six p? They listen to the show, the footy cast. I reckon, we're long odds. I tell you, if we can find a Simo listens to one podcast, we're going to give him. Some shelter. Okay, sounds good. He might actually enjoy a couple of those. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Nam uh, versus Well Yallop. Uh, Saturday, MCG, the Demons and the Dockers. This is a big one, Skeeter. It's huge, isn't it? I remember going back about 12 months ago, yep. and you selected as an upset, as uh, and you were declaring it, that won 17 in a row, I think, or thereabouts. Yep. Nam at that point, and you tipped. The Wallyalup, if they were called back then. Wallyalup beat Geelong in Geelong before Melbourne. Yeah, you're but, talking about. No, but I'm saying they Melbourne had not lost a game all season. Yeah, until Wallyalup until Scowie picked them. Until Scowie picked. So I do pump your tyres up. Thank you. Don't worry, when I get a chance, I'll well, absolutely very rip, deflated. I'll rip them from you when I get the chance as well. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so there's there's shades of that this this week. Now the good news is selection wise, they could go in unchanged four weeks in a row, albeit Nat Five from sub to starter. Matty Johnson probably keeps that role. Injury-wise, they're looking okay. Uh, as opposed to Nam, Lockie Hunter, one-week suspension, and also uh, Clayton Oliver yep. with that hamstring injury. So their midfield uh, weakened. They've still got a very good ruck combination, and we know they've got um, a lot of talent. But this is a this is a window for 
for while you're up. Yeah, so um, look, there's some massive matchups all over the ground as well. Brayshaw brothers playing against each other, probably well, maybe on each other. Don't know. The ruck battle for mine is is huge. Gorn and Grundy v uh, Darcy and Jackson. I, I think Darcy's close to the best ruckman. Him and Tim English. I think they're both above Grundy and Gorn. Uh, Gorn got held pretty pretty tightly and, and not much impact on the game last week by some really physical play and team physical play by Port Adelaide. Um, we saw some shocking free kick against Sam Pepper, but um, all over the ground, whenever Gorn tried to go anywhere, he was bumped, he was ravaged. I don't know if Fremantle will do that, but looking at Max Gorn's career and, and his track record, I would say he's gearing himself for a huge game. If he's quiet, he's not often quiet a couple of weeks in a row. So that battle for mine, two—they're the two best rock combinations in the in the league, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah, no question about that. Uh, what Wally Lupp has done over the past three weeks—they've kicked a hundred points, which is significant. Haven't done that since 2014. Yeah. So we've talked about that pretty regularly, and I know you're saying it's off the back of their defence, which is absolutely spot on. They—if they can win this game, just to, to nut it down—if they can win this game, look, it's still. They've still got to obviously make the eight and then work their way from there. But they, they are officially back as a team and you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, it's backed on the back of their defence that they're back from. Um, if they beat Melbourne, and before we go any further, I will say the bottom art roughie of the week comes early this week for Scoey. I thought it would. Pick yeah. and Freo, I think they'll beat Melbourne. I think they've got the tools. I think they're back. They're back defensively. Um, nice little stat to throw at you, Skeeter. Since round seven, Fremantle have scored 40 points per game from defensive half change, ranked number one in the AFL. So if you can get back to round seven, that's four weeks ago. They've started doing that because they're set up well behind the ball. And I spoke about this on Monday, about what they did with their matchups. They'll do the same against Melbourne. They've got great protection. Um, and that's what's getting their game going, their defensive side. Make no mistake about it. Yes, they've scored 100 points, but that's coming off the back of what they're doing at stoppage yep. and defensively. And that so they're back. And that helps with Andrew Brayshaws. Um, look, he had the tendonitis, but his last month or so of footy just been elite. Even going back to the Brisbane game, he's he's back big time. Him and Sarong playing really good footy. Um, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate on this one, only because the teams they've beaten in the last three weeks, Hawthorne, Yep, we know where Who they're cares. at. Yep. Sydney struggling, and yep. I thought Geelong were poor last week. So I'm I'm wrapped to see them playing good footy. And I agree with you that they, they are playing with a bit more, a lot more confidence. Um, their system looks in place. I just think Melbourne, Melbourne is still a, a cut above even Geelong. Um, I think they will be on on the weekend anyway. I think they'll be bring in Ben Brown. He's been playing in the VFL. I think they'll bring him in to play along Van Royen to go a little bit taller in their back line. Because yep. Frio's so tall, if you don't have the matchups out there, um, Brennan Cox does what he wants, but he'll play on a small and then just roll off and mark. So they'll have to play Ben Brown, I think, and maybe a Melksham as well. Going to be a great contest. That's my bottom art roughly of the week. So you're picking Melbourne. I'm picking Nam as it turns Sorry, out. Sorry, Nam. And I'm Nam for Saturday night lunch. Wall up. Are you going to get a chance to have a beer over the weekend? or? Uh, I've got you're a few functions on, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely squeeze one in. Interviewing Stevie J at some stage. Yeah. Doing him tonight. I've got uh, Essendon on Friday night, something I'm doing, and then at the footy on Saturday, so yeah. Oh, hey, busy. West Coast v Essendon, 5.40pm, Optus Stadium. Is there going to be 30,000 people at this game? Yes, there'll be 30,000. It's a Saturday night. Uh, Essendon's got really good supporter base. I think there'd be a almost like a, a curiosity factor with 
Eagles supporters, I would have thought, given... Is that Siri speaking to you? Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. With Eagles supporters... Yeah, so it's talking to me. Is it... I don't know how to turn this off, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off. Why, is it to, why does it do that to me when I'm just having a conversation? You're looking at Jaden for. I don't know. He does all the <laughs> technical shit. <laughs> anyway, Siri, please be quiet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. Anyway. West Coast. West Coast. Essendon. Uh, Tommy Barras comes back. Yep. You think um, Edwards uh, in the midfield, well, he's available anyway, whether, yeah. whether he... he is is coming into the side? Yo and Hearn. Well, Yo and Hearn's the other one. Both, I reckon, both still a question mark. But what is you got any intel on? Only one of the. I've not. I don't, well, I heard Yo speak this week. I think it's fifty fifty at best for him. Well, so wrote this article this morning around you know how West Coast get out of the troubles they're in, and I keep coming back to it when I spoke about it this way. I told you I was a bit exhausted with talking about West Coast this, mm. this way, but every time I spoke. I came back to the players, and that's not to say that it's the players' fault. You know, I think there has been mistakes in list management and medical, all, all that stuff. I, I understand that. But I think the only group of people that can actually turn this around is the players. It doesn't, in the end, it doesn't matter who your CEO is. It doesn't matter who your coach is. Absolutely. It, like, obviously, there's great coaches and poor coaches, but in the end, everyone's doing a pretty good job. It's down to the players and, and how how quickly they can improve. Because clearly there's players right now that are not at AFL standard. They don't have selection pressure on. Because I was reflecting on my career. There's years I'd go. I'd play three, four, five games in the waffle. I'd be in the best every week. I'd be beating my man. I'd be having touches. Donuts. Not even getting a conversation. Right now you just have which, to... Which is a healthy sign for the footy club, but oh, not it's you. It's awesome, mate. But as a, as a player... No, it is healthy for a player. That's what my reflection was. That's what makes you better. Mm. Sink or swim. If you can't get it done and you're not playing, you either get better... Or you, you don't get a contract. Mm. That's pretty much how it goes. Right now, if you fit, you play. If you're not that good, you're still playing. There's no pressure. Um, and again, none of these things are the players' fault. I'm not putting this on the players. But to have a Yo and a Hearn, Yo has, when did Yo last play? Why is he even in? Why would he be playing AFL? Well, that's the question. Is there a chance he might come back? Through well, he the should be, but he's not going to because they don't have any players. So, like, but is he too valuable a commodity even? At the not the back end of his career, but the, the last third of his career to be to be playing as a sub. Jaden, can you have a look when Yoey last played AFL? He place? played this year, obviously. Yeah, he played this year, but like it's only round eleven, so I reckon he would have played six weeks ago. Mate, no player in my entire career would have been out for six weeks, and the first game they're available, they come back into the AFL team. Maybe Nick Nananui when he was like up and going, but mm. if you miss six weeks, that's a significant injury. Four weeks for a hammy, six weeks is a huge time out of the game. That's that's the problem at West Coast right now. Guys are just rolling in and out of the team and hoping for the best. Yeah, well, it's very hard for them to hold each other accountable. No, absolutely. And look, you, you mentioned about the players, but and again, I'll go refer back to Lee Matthews having listened to him this week. You know, great coaches don't make great players. They do in some cases, but generally, a great team makes yeah. a great coach. I yeah. mean, without players out there, coaches can look really silly. Harbour could say that. Clarkson would say that. All, totally. those, all those guys would say. And yeah. then, and so when they're going well. We are, we are talking about the coaches, are we? We, we, we are. The great example is Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. I mean, going back to his time at Hawthorne when they're up and running, now he's at, at North, and they've got a fair bit of work to do, obviously, and that, that, this is a long project yeah. for him, but they look shy. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, Elijah Hewitt playing the waffle last week, so that'll be good Half to a see. Gen. I like, he's probably another game back, well, providing yeah. they've, they've got numbers in the oh, first. Correct, who knows? Who's going to win this? 
<laughs> well, give me Sorry. a margin more, more yeah, particularly because Essendon, Essendon's been really good. I think we've underplayed what they've done defensively this year. And I remember almost this time last yes. year again. It was one of the worst they displays. They were pathetic. Yeah, no, was... pathetic defensively. And yeah. that that's the last time these clubs met and the Eagles yeah. won. Didn't West Coast win? They won on a Friday night, I think it was, Gosh. at Optus. Uh, ain't, ain't happening this weekend. Essendon by 40. I think it's going to be more competitive from yeah, West Coast. I think that's all fans want from a West Coast perspective is to show some real... Ticker, they're going to go through the ups and downs. I agree, Essendon to win, but let's pray it's under 50. 16th of April uh, was the last time uh, Elliot Yeo played, so that's five weeks ago. He should be playing Waffle. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Sydney Carlton's Friday night mm. game, SCG. Um, well, this is hard. And my Friday night tipping, seriously, <laughs> it is apps. How hard is it? Yeah, so just remember. Um, the underdog has won yeah, every man. round one. <laughs> I, like I know that. this because it's round one. Yeah, well, I've probably been on the favourite every right. Yeah, I mean, no I'm just doubt. Tipping because of, of what I think. But Bo- both of these sides have won one of their last five games. Carlton are favourites, by the way, just in this game. How? Well, well, I mean, like, well, you, yeah. I think I think primarily because, and as we roll into our discussion, Sydney's down on numbers and particularly defensively. Uh, you know, the McCartan factor is still be- staring you straight in the and face. They, they don't get them back. No. Um, they've, they've got a lot of uh, player unavailability. I mean, to beat North last week, it was you know based on a bit of fortune as well. But that they they're just going, and the Carlton, <laughs> the Carlton. I was listening. There's a radio talkback call this week. Oh, I'd love to. I have to get it to you. Anyway, he's gone off his trolley about the performance uh, on Sunday, and I'm thinking, wow, this is a very angry Eagle supporter. If if about you're not going to play for us, play for the emblem. No, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and I thought, oh, geez. And I, I listened to some of it. I cut it out and used it on radio yesterday. I said, uh, Millsy, do you think, uh, what do you think of this Eagles supporter? He goes, oh, he's pretty angry. Said, that's a Carlton fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. That's what. That's one thing I said. I was like, all these West Coast fans worried about one year. What about Carlton? What about Essendon? Oh, yeah. I haven't won a final in 20 years. St Kilda, one flag yeah, in 1966. So you're going to right, Eagles fans. Uh, Sydney Carlton, uh, the Blues are averaging just 67 points from its last five matches. Matches at the SCG skater. Is that helping you with your tips? Tom Hickey might come back from concussion. They lose uh, Laddams. Mm. He goes out with injury. Carlton um, might get back uh, George Hewitt. They've got to play him to give him some more grunt around the footy. Might get back to Coning. He's an interesting player. Why why he's not being able to to break his way into the side? He's a talent. Yeah. He's a different talent. There's talk of him being... Well, they really like what Pitonet does around the, the footy. He's, yeah. You know, contested. He likes the physicality. Stoppage clearances has been really good in that department. Yeah, like Carlton are going well from stoppages, but they can't really do anything else around the ground at the moment. No, they won their past three against the Swans. I'm going to go out on a... Not a limb, because they are slight favourites. Under, who's the underdog? Well, Sydney, Sydney underdog. Oh, I'll pick Sydney. It's a 50-50 game. 50-50 game. I'll, I'll pick Sydney. I'll pick Carlton. Okay. St Kilda v Hawthorne, Saturday at Marvel Stadium. St Kilda won their last five games against the Hawks. Hawthorne not going amazingly. St Kilda, well, I mean, there's one by 116 points. <laughs> <last week. laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing. And then you went, oh, yeah. hang on, so they just smashed the living They won by 20 goals. <laughs> it was not going that well. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Relative. I, St Kilda are a favourite this game, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course they are. Um, Lewis kicked five last week against Hawthorne, but what happens against this St Kilda backline that you keep saying how much you love? Sorry, that's Adelaide. You love Adelaide. I love St Kilda. You know as well, Callum Wilkie. He, he's Callum Wilkie, Dougal Howard. Yep. They, they, these guys, Jack Sinclair. It was sort of fifty-fifty midfield backline. I, I think these guys, these guys, Adelaide and Frio, when going well, have the best backlines. Um, doesn't mean they're the best defenses, but I, I think the backline 
Um, so I love watching them play. Um, Mitch Lewis is a good player. So I'd say Dougal Howard goes to him and Cal Wilkie, who leads the competition right now in intercept possessions. Um, he'll try and cut off, you know, what is the big figurehead for the Hawthorne um, club. Other end of the ground, yeah. uh, Ross yeah, Lyon must be just uh, saying, hallelujah, big Max is back. Max yes. King averages 2.7 goals against Hawthorne. And he looked good his last week. presence last week was, was significant. Yeah. Kick four, looked like he was um, back in health and, and found form really quickly, which is great. So uh, the Saints, don't say they're a boring team to watch. They're not the most attractive side out there. Well, they've been involved in the lowest scoring games of any side this season <laughs> with an average 149 points in the matches. Well, that's so they, they, they left the game state. down. Yeah, and that's, that's Ross. I mean, you're not going to get him to, like, you know, rest in peace, Tina Turner, with, um, you know. Sorry? She passed away, Tina Turner, in the last okay. few hours. You, you've heard of her? No. Well, I've heard of her. I didn't know she passed away. Yeah, so she was like one of, you know, a show woman for the NRL and you know, simply the best. I'm saying uh, Ross ain't going to be used in, in a promotional sense for the AFL. So that's what I was looking at you like that, not because <laughs> Tina Turner's passed away. Because you're comparing <laughs> Tina Turner no, and saying, Ross Lyon. She, she, like, she promoted the game so right. well. Ross ain't going to be the person right. the AFL Ross straight Lyon's out. not Tina Turner. Well, in so many ways. But it was yeah, he's he's a boring coach to watch as a, as a football neutral. But if you're a Saints supporter, you're going, hey, he wins. Don't give a rat. Yeah, correct. Um, and that's what you know his, his uh, reputation has been, right? The people that play under him is like, well, we win, so I don't care how we play. And I agree. Mitch Owens, I didn't speak about this Monday. The you love hit, him. You love him. Well, I do, mate. But Mitch Owens, mate, did you see yeah, him get knocked? Yeah, that was... Caminiti, was it? Mate, that was... Uh, it's irrelevant to me who it was. I think that's right, but... Friendly it, fire. It looked like uh, Daniel Venables to me, mate. Like, it looked horrific. I hope he doesn't play for two, three weeks. Just such a young star. He's... I didn't realise they were playing him as backup ruck. He was he was jumping How over. How tall is he? Mate, he's 191, and he was jumping over um, GWS's backup ruck. Like, like looked like Adam Goods, mate. Like, he looked amazing playing in the ruck. I wouldn't be playing him in the ruck. He's he's a superstar, but that was a big, 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 big concussion, and I'll, I'll, I hope he gets a decent rest at it. Um, St Kilda wins this one for mine. Yes, yeah, Saints for me. Geelong v GWS, GMHBA Stadium, then at Cadenia Park. Um, Geelong two losses in a row now. They don't often, they don't often lose two in a row. They definitely never lose. don't lose three in a row, and they never lose it. Yeah. GMHB anyway, do they? I don't think. The, I think this is an absolute blowout. I think Geelong absolutely dominate GWS. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Again, you're I was, not picking them for your bottom up Ruffy, are you? No, I'm not. No, okay. I can't disagree with you. I think. I think Geelong though, really, they are far from going flash, and I hope maybe Paddy Dangerfield touch and go to come back this week. Yeah, I think he's still out. Yeah, he's still out. Um, Defensively, I thought they were poor yesterday. They were caught on the spread. I thought that's just look, you know, Freo look, uh, Wellyel up looked a lot quicker. Um, I just, the Giants have been competitive in most games, but look, you, you see a lot of sides get get whipped in uh, in Geelong. I Toby think the Green, the skipper, game two hundred for Toby. He's been a, he's been an outstanding outstanding player. And they say it all the time. Imagine if he was at a high profile Victorian club. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what what he'd attract and and what what he'd bring to a footy Just club. Just to give an indication, like playing on it, I played on, on, on him a few times. So I'm 195 centimetres tall. Can you find out how tall Toby Green is? I reckon 185? Nah, one, smaller. Small, I, small. So I, I would have him smaller than 185. I, I, not, not much smaller. 182, 183, somewhere okay. there. He's small, mate. And what he does as a small forward... 181. 181, yeah. there you go. What he does as a small forward, he plays like a key forward. Like it's when you matched up on him. That's why I used to play on him sometimes. Was 
Like, I'm so much taller than him, but he plays and jumps and moves like a key forward. So are you anxious because of his yeah, Sunday mate. tricks? Yeah, but then he's got the small forward craft too. Like, he's just a gun. He's GWS are a 4-5 yeah. better goal team with him in it. I think he had nine goal in, uh, score involvements last week against St Kilda. Does he chirp? Um, yep. Yeah, he has a chirp. Yep. It's, it's pretty good too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... He just works his ass yeah. off. His hard, hard work rate. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be too many changes. Kelly out with a hamstring for GWS. They've actually got some issues. Himmelberg out with concussion. Haynes out with concussion. Um, yeah, Kelly with a hamstring. So they're going to have to change could be ugly. Out. I think it could be ugly. Ten goals to the long. Yeah, I'll buy that as well. Okay, Gold Coast v Western Bulldogs. This is in Darwin, by the way. Yeah, that's great. I love seeing the Darwin games. Yeah, well, just just in terms of your tipping, not that you were going to tip the Gold Coast, but it just adds a bit of difference. The Gold Coast had the slippery balls out at training. So you've seen that at West Coast, right? Yeah, I've seen it for yeah. 20 years, 30 years ago. So, like, they, they used to do it at West Coast. They used to empty a whole thing of detergent into these like eskies, and the balls that come out literally couldn't touch them. Like they they yeah. would just shoot through. Your <laughs> it's like what I mean when Wushu was there. It's slightly different. I'm not sure why they did it, but I remember being at Subi, and blindfold. I'm sure you were there. The blindfold and Chad Fletcher. <laughs> Chad Fletcher ran towards the boundary you know, and he goes over the fence. What, why were you doing blindfolding? Well, I think it was, uh, well, I wasn't there, but that was, you know, to use your voice, basically. And no one spoke to Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up in the first row of the uh, Subiaco Classic. stand there. So, look, they're trying all sorts of things. Gold Coast to get themselves up and going. Um, this Western Bulldogs side is moving. I think they're one of the, you know, if you're talking about power rankings and who's yep. going really well, this Bulldogs team is that Gold Coast faded late against Brisbane last week in the Q clash. Uh, it's Rory Lobb's 150th game. It's Sam Day's 150th game. I swear Sam Day was in my draft. Feels like he's been for, around forever. I'm gonna have a look he's had that. a lot of injuries, hasn't what, he? What draft was Sam Day in, please, um, Jaden? So there's a couple of 150s. Uh, some key stats for your skater. Sons have lost nine of their last 10 against the Bulldogs. Only win coming in 2019. Yeah, but they have, have they been beaten by the Bulldogs in Darwin? That's a very good question, Skeeter. <laughs> Do I know the answer? No, no I don't. Since round three, the Bulldogs have conceded just 63 points per game, ranked first in that mm. time. So well, their defence is shorter. They've tidied that up. As you mentioned, Tim English, really good. Their midfield, I mean, when you've got Aaron Norton up forward, um, Bailey Smith after coming back from a, a mini break, Tom Libertore and the Bont. Yeah, again, I, I wasn't big on the Bulldogs at the start of the year, but who they are beating and how they are doing it, I reckon it needs to be looked at a bit closer. So that on that, that basis, I've I've got them winning again. And Stuart, Stuart you've got to feel sorry for him in some part because every time there's a coach moving, <laughs> he's going to go and go, poor bastard. So, he um, came out and whacked a few, though, in the media, said, I'm the man. Yeah, well, good on him. Yep. You may as well stand your, stand your digs. But yep. at the end of the day, he's... This team, I think he's put it pretty succinctly on Monday. Look, you just draw up the ladder and put them in that sort of ninth to twelfth every year. And the plaque here yeah. lies the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. I picked the Bulldogs as well. Me too. Uh, what year is he coming to the league? Two thousand ten. So oh, okay, bit after. I'm certainly not in one. <laughs> bit after you, brother. <laughs> bit after. Half, half a decade. You know, he's, he's had to toil pretty hard. He did his hip one year. He had a full hip replacement. He's had some wow. big injuries. Yeah. Um, so he's still going. That is uh, Sam Day for uh, not Sam. Yeah, Sam Day. Hmm. Who's the other day for Hawthorne? Will uh, Day. Will Day. Who's a very a good player. Very good player. And there's Malcolm Day, of course, who uh, used to run um, Adult Tot Shop Tom over here in WA. <laughs> Like that. No, I don't really oh, know. Mr. Either. Reddings, Just nice to see you again. Richmond, <laughs> Richmond v Fort Adelaide. Ooh. Sunday MCG. Uh, this oh, one's a good one. This hard. was So I looked at this beforehand, and this was going to be my bottom-up roughie of the week. Can't be. 
Well, it can't be now. I looked at the odds. How the fuck are Richmond only two bucks? Port Adelaide is flying. They just beat Melbourne. Yeah. Richmond are shit house. Yeah, I know. And they're going to win. They'll win, will they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, mate. Chalk this On down. On what if, basis? If we, were, if we were looking at guaranteed wins, if you know those ones where you have to pick someone who wins, I would pick Richmond this week. On the basis of this will be a game in memoriam of Damien Hardwick, the man that I know those players... Loved him. We talk about him. being players game. They love him. Mm. And he's what he's, he's stepped away. Um, all that bullshit I was talking at the start, they will see it as, you know, he's just had enough and he couldn't do it anymore and they'll respect him for it and they will play in his honour, mate. You watch. You just, just, just mark my words. You know when you watch the Tigers in the first five minutes and they're sizzling and you've put money on the other team, Skeeter, and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. That's what's going to happen, mate. So, okay, Do so, not back against Richmond this week. Okay, so on the back of that, I was actually you know, 50-50, given the form that Port's been in, but as you've done so many times in the past six months, including <laughs> telling me the Eagles are going to make the make the eight this year. Oh, <laughs> Dockers, Patrick agree with me. <laughs> the Dockers <laughs> are going to win the win the flag. And I've, I've, I've sort of sprout proud of that. I thought, Scully, my good mate, starting to really get inside my head. So I, I've, I've followed you on that basis. So yes. I'm going to give you one last chance. I was sort of 50-50 with this game. But now that you've totally convinced me, you know, if, if they're getting beaten by six goals in the last quarter, it'll be the most abusive text you've ever received from me. Mark my words. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Richmond win this game. Rich, you, hope, it, you just have this ready for Monday because if, he, if he's made to look a fool here, you'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll be on with you because I'm going to tip Richmond just because you've, you've actually, I think you actually brainwashed me here. Port, Port has <laughs> lost its four, uh, last four at the MCG by an average of 25 points. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. I'll take that. And uh, Jack Revolt's a bit sore, by the way. So, where no, he doesn't plays. matter. That, mate, they could be playing the West Coast Eagles squad. That They could put them in Richmond and Richmond would still win. Like, I'm just saying the quality of players. Honestly, Richmond will. It could be a big win. Andrew McQualter, who's this uh, caretaker mate, coach. Mark Reddings could be coaching them this week and they'd still get up. Okay. We're both picking Richmond then. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there we go. Collingwood v North Melbourne, Sunday Marvel. This will be an absolute stinker. Top mm. V, Bonneman Clash. But it's Co- important couple of couple of reasons. It's important. Is it? Steel Cybottom. Oh, yeah. 300 games. That's a good point. Um, kicked 10 in the T-Attack Cup, T-A-C Cup. Yeah. Yeah, in the grand final. Grand final, no. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and they sort of reflected on that this week. And your big mate, the big bloke with the goggles. Mason. 100 games. So um, he's... Mate, he's stepped, he's stepped up as that number one ruck spot when you don't have to play forward and ruck and you get a clear role. Like, he can play. Like, he, mm-hmm. if I, his he, time wasn't forever at Collingwood and someone else was looking for a ruckman, you could have him as your standalone ruckman. Absolutely. Well, he's showing it, hasn't yeah. he? And, like, particularly when we, we called him against the Giants. Yep. And he had probably his best game, I would suggest, since the prelim final of 18 um, or thereabouts. So he's, he's got the talent. You're do, right. they, do they rest anyone? Oh, I don't think. Like, I think. Like a, I think all all players in Collingwood would would want to be part of this day. Three hundred games is, is a is a bit of a rarity, don't you? Yeah, think? it's a very good point. And it's under the roof at Marvel, which is a sellout, by the way. Three hundred games to still side bottom is 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 huge. Like, it's it huge. Is, it is, mate. It is so bloody hard. I couldn't get to two hundred. Like three hundred games. You think about two hundred, and I I got there, you know, as a thirty-one year old. Mm. If you got to two hundred, and then you're like, well, I've got another five. You know, at least at another least five, five. years. Um, and everything has to go right to play 300 games. Incredible, um, huge. And you know what? There's one bloke. I think is it Mark Hutchings who might have some, um, yeah, good memories. Well, of- mate, I had some big matchups with him in that yeah, game as well. Yeah, it was it was one on one. They put him forward at one stage in the grand final, and so I was pretty much whoever was deepest. So when to go? I was in the 
in the midfield kicking goals on our mids rather than May. They put Steele forward. Um, he's crafty. I got lucky a couple of times. I, I went to the back of the contest. He went to the front, got it, and luckily I had some good players around me smothering balls, but he's a gun. Yeah. Always has been as well. Um, Kick, kicks with both sides of his body better yeah, than anyone else. Yeah, no, really good. They'll celebrate. This is my bottle mark. No, no. No, no, no. This is my... No, no, no. No, no, no. No, this no. is... Let me go through the process. And no. I, no, I'll surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. The bottom art roughy of the week. Now, no. you want a $3 price, yeah? It has to be $3, yeah? Is that, yes, is that yes or no? Is it, do I need a $3 price? You can't be doing this, mate. What do you think I'm going to do? I don't know, mate. <laughs> I'm giving you a $3 price. That is for right. a 70-plus point margin. I've looked it up. 70-plus oh. to Collingwood. That's $3. I thought you were going to play. You can pick North Melbourne. That's why I knew I'd have you. I thought, no, I'm going to go pick your own line. Minus 70 and a half is $3. That's, right. that's, that's. So you think Colin was going to win by 70? That's pretty balls, isn't it? Well, not both, $3. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's. Right. All right, very good. I'll well, take I, that. I can't get, it was, this round is pretty. All right. Yeah, apart so you're from not picking Narn, North Melbourne. No, I'm not picking North Melbourne. Okay. I think Colin, that's, that's how I can work out some of my bottom art roughies of the week. Very good. Adelaide v. Brisbane, Sunday, Adelaide. That's the bottom art roughie of the week. Well done. Adelaide v. Brisbane. Um, mm. We'll finish with a good game, at least. Because there is a couple of stinkers in there. Brisbane on seven straight wins, so they are flying. Can Adelaide bounce back from, you know, what must be said was really disappointing against Western Bulldogs last week. Adelaide averaging 100 points at Adelaide Oval in 2023. So that's where this game is. You don't like Brisbane away from the Gabba. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking last week in Ballarat was a bit of an aberration for, yeah. for Adelaide. So I'm prepared to forgive them that. I think you'll find that Tex Walker comes back after being rested, that Riley Thilthorpe that's a big is fit as well. I'm not saying they, they sort of took a mulligan in, in Ballarat by any means, but I just get the feeling that that was a game they probably – Maybe didn't expect to win, or there's some sore block. They oh, get Duday back. Important from concussion. Um, you like this back line? I do like the back line. In fact, I like Adelaide in this game. As, as, as if they're paying more, it would have been your rough year. Yeah, think. but they're, they're playing too well. So it's a minor upset, but I think they can beat Brisbane. I think they've won their past six or seven. So on that basis, uh, look, Brisbane's going beautifully. And Dunkley, almost the recruit of the year. Uh, he's, he's in the conversation. Oh, you need to give me. There's got to be someone else, doesn't there? Uh, like a mature age recruit. I mean, been, Isaac Rankin's been great for yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a few there, but I think Dunkley's going to be. They'll look yeah. back and say, "Wow, that's a, that's a good pickup." Tom Mitchell at Collingwood. Yep, that, good it, shout. And in terms of like his importance to that side as well, but yeah. Dunkley has been really good. Yep. Um, I'm picking Adelaide to cause a, a mini upset against the team I've tipped to win the premiership. Not often I lift, listen to much that comes out of your mouth, but you might have actually turned me around just here. Just touched on something. I just don't like Brisbane at the Gabba. I listened to you about that. No, no, so a- away from the Gabba. Yeah. I'm taking Adelaide too. Don't know why I'm doing that, but there you go. Well, you already put your tips in for 6PR, and I saw so, that. Who did I pick? You tipped Adelaide. Probably so so you didn't really listen to me. You already tipped them anyway. But I like, I like the fact you're being sympathetic. So do you, do you copy my tips when I put them in before you at I've been 6PR? Put, you know what? Well, I, you, I'd actually put, I forget to put my tips in almost every week with 6PR. So you look at mine, but then you don't. Well, it comes in. up on my email. So why don't you reply to it like a normal person? <laughs> I guess I've got other things to do, Mark, from putting tips in a 17 different footy tipping competitions. Let's go to Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast. Yeah, Skeeter, I yep. need you on your toes a little bit for this one, mate, because we've had a question come in from Jabe. Now, Jabe says, hey, fellas, I know it's early in the season, but would love to hear maybe one or two players from each line you guys think are genuine locks for all Australian. Jeez. So, yeah, so yeah. sit on your feet. Yeah, on your feet. Okay. P.S. <laughs> Hang on. P.S. Grew up watching Mark Redding's Read the Sports on TV and fucking love hearing the legend 
let loose and release a cheeky swear every now and then. Good stuff. There you go, Skeeter. Nice little fan of Jabe. Very nice, yeah. um, yeah, It's nice to be recognised for the work I've done for 30 years as opposed to this podcast. Now, um, how about... We can do it together. We don't have to have opposing views. No, here. that's no. We, just, we can workshop this. So let's throw some names out. So there. we're talking the, the back line, yeah. As in, yeah, let's go Callum, start the back line. Uh, Wilkie, oh, Callum Wilkie lock. leads leads the league in intercept possessions. A lock, yeah. And and I love what he's been able to do. And I think Darcy Moore is probably going to be he's sent up. He's sent up. He's sent up back exactly. So I think you put them together. He's it just. Lever or May actually in the conversation this year or not? Maybe Stephen May, yeah. yeah. Not Lever, maybe May. What about someone like a? Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I'm trying to think Collingwood wise. I mean, I've loved uh, Murphy's plays a role, Nick, but Nick Dacos perhaps. Well, he's got a. Well, that's if that's where yeah, he's playing. It, well, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's he's playing off that halfback flank. So he is, isn't he? Absolutely. So you tick for there him. You go. There's three. Darcy oh, Moore, yeah. Nick Dacos. We don't have to name each one. Okay. So uh, mids, we're oh, looking. Oh, yeah, mids, locks, Bontempelli. Yes, uh, Lockie Neal. Yes, um, was Oliver or Petrarca or both or either? Well, you put both those. I think if you if you're doing two, yep. Bontempelli. Yep. And who's your other mid? I'm just trying to think of the like who's been dominating. For, like you can't. Have I mean, Tom but, in there, but like, Jordan Dawson has a bit of a yeah. Line. Maybe. What about your Ruckman? Well, that's a, that's a good one. We're going two, one or two rucks here. I, I would have two, and I, I would play Tim English and Sean Darcy with yeah, the second. That would be and in that order. I'm taking Tim English maybe because he's got a bit of, bit of chance of going forward and kicking your goal. Okay. Yeah, but there. If you're putting one on the bench, it's Sean Darcy for mine. Yeah, I agree. All right, forward line. Charlie Kerner. Gun. Charlie. Jeremy Cameron. Well, Jerry Cameron, I think, was yep. regarded about four weeks ago as the best player in the comp. So Charlie Cameron. I think you're going... Well, let's go. Let's yeah. go the Cameron boys. Yeah, Charlie Cameron, uh, Jeremy Cameron, Charlie Kerno's in there for mine. You only have two though. We can more than two. No, can we, we can have more than two. We oh, can just yeah. throw some names around. Yeah, they're ample. I'm just trying to think of anyone else that's um, off the top of the head that's you know going gangbusters. Collingwood, top Oscar of the get a sniff. He's top five in the norm Probably the not. Medal. Oh, possibly. But if you're looking at key positions, um, and it's interesting at Collingwood, we keep. I'm trying to think of um, forwards, but they're so even. Yeah, There's correct. no standout. Um, well, there you go, um, Skeeter and Scoey, without notice, <laughs> without much <laughs> without idea. notice, and much of an idea. Giving you a couple of ones there. Um, last one, uh, we have to wrap this up. Clubs should be given more support to retain coaches. That's off the back of um, a few coaches. Justin Longmuir mentioning in his press conference soft around cap. the soft cap. Yep. And, what do you think about that? Yeah, look, you probably know, given people that are stepping away. Yeah, as well. you probably know more than I about the machinations of the footy department, how it works, but that. that Given COVID times, obviously, I think it was a really big slashing from the AFL in the soft cap, down to about six point seven million or thereabouts in the six million category. It's back up to seven, but uh, blokes like JLo and Co want more put back in, so you can provide the support service. I guess from an outsider's point of view, like there was an amazing picture of John Walsall coaching at Essendon about might have been five, six, seven years ago. Yes in the coach's box, and all you saw was Wusha, and there were about, looked like about 15 yes. in the coach's box, yes. which led people to believe, what the hell do you need all these people for in a footy department, and obviously which comes under the soft cap. Yeah. So that, that's that's the outsider's view. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm sure there's so much. Well, know, days off, they work. I mean, it is. I know for a fact that, that West Coast have had to cut people when the soft caps come down. Yeah. So 
you know, people weren't just sitting there doing no, no role. So when that happens and you lose people in a business, then other people have to take on those Slack, positions. Yeah. And that's what's happened, I think. Um, I know for a fact assistant coaches, hardest working people in footy. And, and I, not, I would just never in a million years you wouldn't go that path? Coach. Mate, I've been coaching Aquinas, the, loving that. The, I, and I love that. But going the through the video. Going Mate, they, spend, they spend hours a day clipping and editing and giving to players, video and giving to players, which as a player, it's, that were, it was great. But it's you watch it once, yeah, and, and you know, and it's, you learn something. But it's also they probably just spent three hours trying to clip that, yeah, the whole game up together, and you get a few edits, and then which is like like a, a TV editor in all seriousness, where they you got a minute story, they work for three or four hours sometimes to put it together, and then it's uh, it's gone. So oh, yeah, just having a, coaches, just yeah. having a look at a bit of an all Australian team, just see if we missed any major names, uh, Petrarca Oliver. Um, I don't think so. Tom Stewart, let's give or take that at the moment. He's a good player, but hasn't been amazing this year. Toby Green, I'd have him in there just because of his, yeah. his you know, small forward prowess. Given Port Adelaide how they're going, um, Zach Butters and Connor Rose. Yeah, I think do we miss a trick with that's all right, Zach Butters? Or well, certainly from last weekend, he was Zach Butters and a gun. So, is but with the two mids we we named, we had to name a minimum of two. I think you're, you're pretty. Maybe we should come up with an Australian team for next week. Maybe not. Will Schofield, Mark Reddick, Shelter Footycast. That's done and dusted. You can find us over at socials, Shelter Footycast. You should follow that, Skeeter, I reckon. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com. They use our email. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on podcast. Finishes off, Skeeter. Uh, see the footy on the weekend. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.